The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. And we have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bearer of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. This is the Red Pill, and that's Vince Tagliavia right there, my hey co-host. This is uh, the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. We're live with you Monday through Thursday, 6.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy. Oh, Vince, I found the problem. I found the problem. All right, all right. Let's just go ahead and do that. Hopefully it doesn't affect anything that we're doing here, but that was a problem. My RAM was all blah, 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 blah. We're, we're redlining again. I don't know why. If you notice, though, we're a little crystal clear. I'm using a new graphics card. But this is the uh, the Red Pill Project Daily Dose. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy of communism coming to America, um, of the World Economic Forum, the global elite's plan to implement a one-world government, a new world order, and that comes about through, well... 
the undermining of the United States Constitution, the undermining of the global population, utilizing psychological warfare in many different degrees to implement their d- agenda to take over humanity. And uh, if you woke up today and you saw the markets, you would have been, um, well, you would have been privy to the news that the markets are collapsing. I, I, you know, I, I wonder if anybody could have told you this. I mean, right? Like, <laughs> I, I don't mean to be a pompous, yeah. right? But <laughs> we said this was going to happen. We said exactly this was going to Remember what I said? The markets in crypto will go bloop. Eventually, crypto will go like this, right? Look, crypto in the markets. I, big time. Big time. It's oh, happening. Gosh. It's, it's hap- happening. 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 Yeah. That was, yeah, the catchphrase of our morning show, too. And Andrea's even like, Look, guys, just saying Josh called it <laughs> also started the same way. It's like, oh, my God, dude, it really is happening. And this week's going to be huge. It is. So what? the, the Fed's going to be coming out with a decision this week. The rumor is, is they're going to increase 75 basis points, which is 0.75 percent. Um, give you a little perspective on this. They'll meet Wednesday, the FOMC meeting. Um if and when they raise the rates, because they're going to probably, they, I think they had a standardized uh, raising of 0.25 basis points. They're going to do a 0.75. Um, Historically, when shit's this bad, they raise it. So chances are you're right. Yeah. Right. And, and 0.75 basis points ain't going to do dick. They need to raise it to about 20%. Uh, that's really where it needs to be. So with this little raise that they're going to do, um, the market is not going to respond nicely. People, There's going to be a mass sell-off, I, I assume. And so I, I can see things probably dropping a little bit more by the end of the week. Um, and you know what they'll do is they'll just come out and they will call this um, a restabilization of the market, right? This is the transit, transitory. Yeah, well, no, they, they will just say, hey, the market's just rebalancing itself. Um, don't, yeah. nobody, don't, don't pull out your 401ks, don't pull cash out of the bank because that's their greatest fear. Because you know why that's their greatest fear? Because that's the because only it, way that they're able to do what they do. Yeah, if you play their game, that's the only thing that keeps them going. That's right. Um, and, you know, this could really fall apart quickly if people stop playing the game. Well, and, and people need to stop playing the game. They do. Uh, but with them trying to control the situation, they put out the fake news and the sheep eat it up. Here's the top five stocks to buy this week. It's a great time to invest. And then they'll steal your money. Well, uh, I, you know what? It, it, it's going to be a great time to invest when you have this cash is true. on hand. It's gold and silver go through the roof. Kirk Elliott. Get goldtoday.com. Right? Small percentage. It, it's going to be uh, a great time to invest when the market hits bottom. The question is, is where is bottom? When is bottom? We talked a lot about this yesterday in the Crypto Mastermind. For those who don't know, um, we do a Crypto Mastermind every Sunday with people on the social red pill uh, through subscription. And we talked about Bitcoin, uh, potential price targets, where it's potentially going to go, why it's doing this, what's happening. Um, and it, it's all a part of this. Um, is it going much lower than I expected? Um, I, I called 22 to 24 range, and that's where we're at right now. That's a really stable zone for Bitcoin. Um, I could potentially see it going to that 16 to 18 range. Um, many people are calling $10,000 Bitcoin. Yeah, because of that high point. Yeah, I would be a buyer there. I would definitely be a buyer at that $10,000 range. But uh, this I'll tell is, you what. Go ahead. If, if I had the cash, I'd be buying every freaking day because average it out, dollar, dollar cost, cost average averaging. 
and just hit the whole thing and then really take advantage of this greatest transference of wealth that we've been witnessing over the last couple of years. Do you want to know an S you want to know? Uh, um, so I, I, I've been fairly accurate on my predictions. Okay. Unfortunately, you're going to see an 80% decline in the market. The greatest collapse in human history. You're going to see. About I think a, it's going to snowball, dude. I think you may be right. You're going to see an 80% decline in the market. Um, which is great if you have cash on hand or money or valuable assets to cash well, in to buy into the market. Cash, though, with inflation is very risky. Mm-hmm. Cash. Yeah, Michael Saylor has almost lost a billion dollars. Yeah. Tough shit, dude. Should have got on with the globalists. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, you know, we were warned about this in a certain sense. You want to listen to it? Let's listen to it. Before I took office, there was a lot of folks out there, there were a lot of folks out there making some pretty bold predictions about how things would turn out. You might remember some of the predictions. They're coming for your guns, they're coming for your jobs, and they're coming for your freedom. They hate American energy, and Joe Biden will shut it all down. He's going to. Uh, that if, if I became president. If Biden's elected, he will wipe out your energy industry. Another prediction. That is my favorite one, I must add, is that if I got elected... Gas prices going five, six, seven dollars for a gallon. <laughs> flood your communities with criminal aliens, drugs and crime, while they live behind beautiful gated compounds. They try to take away your guns, Second Amendment, they want to take it away. While they enjoy private security that's fully armed. I never understood that one. You spent trillions of dollars rebuilding foreign nations, fighting foreign wars, and defending foreign borders. So for all those predictions of doom and gloom six months in, here's where we stand. Do you want to use the word recession or depression? Think of the single mom struggling to put food on the table each month. You know, it's, uh, it's sad. So if your primary concern right now is inflation... We could stop it in... 30 minutes. When I took office... He finally went outside. He went to get an ice cream. Look, the bottom line is this. I say you're not doing a very good job. Because he can't take any questions now from the press. All right. I guess I wasn't the only one who predicted doom and gloom, huh? Yeah, all that doom and gloom. What do you What do you want to call it? Depression? You, you got to ask yourself, though, why? Oh, man. How did Trump know? Because he was protecting us from it. As, as, as much as he's on the vaccine stuff, as much as people think that you know Trump has sold out, I know people that have, say this. Oh, he's uh, making terrible endorsements even He's over making the weekend, terrible endorsements, okay, but still. Yeah. He's protecting America. And he knows, and I think a lot of the endorsements that he's making are mm-hmm. power swingers. You know what a power swinger is? Uh, no, what's that? In politics, a power swinger ah. is somebody ah. who um, aligns with the the zeitgeist, the, the spirit of the time. So, um, mm. for instance, if the Republicans have control and you have a, a populist president like Trump, that person is going to, I'm on board with you, sir, doing ball whatever you do. If yeah. the other side has the, the ball, oh, guys, I want to play. Put me in the game, please. That's right. a so power it's just player. like a, yeah. someone to fill the spot. Yeah, exactly. Um 
Before we get going, a few announcements. Mars Chronicles should return this week. David had a nice vacation, so we're going to be doing the Mars Chronicles again this week. Uh, Michael Cremo, Forbidden Archaeology, this Friday on Conversations on the Fringe. Uh, we have no guests this week, so it's just going to be me and Vinci Poo over here, and sometimes Kevin. Uh, we have the Battle of the Streams going on. Much appreciated for everybody and the Battle of the Streams, DLive, Pilled, and Rumble. Um, you guys are absolutely awesome supporting us and everything you do. It's a competition that we have and you guys are absolutely rocking it. So much appreciation to you guys on all that. Um, uh, what else do we have going on, man? I got the, I got a list of things to do over here. If you guys are in the Rochester, New York area around the July 4th timeframe, I'm probably going to be doing a meet and greet at a brewery in uh, a small little town. Uh, it's going to be for the Dark Delight show. It's just going to be a meet and greet for my radio show that I'm doing. But uh, you guys are more than welcome to come out if you are in that arena. If you are someone who dislikes me and I don't like you, then please don't show up. It's not going to be a good place for you. Just uh, putting that out there because I know there's probably people who would. <laughs> um, anyways, Vince, how was your weekend? I had a stressful weekend trying to get all my crap in order, but you know what? got to get back on the horse and keep on pushing um in good spirits now i had a rough moment man but uh picked myself right back up we're going just watching all this unfold and just shaking my head thinking josh was right again as the days go by uh you know trying to prepare for the worst best i can just like all of i'm sure many of the listeners are as well i mean Mm -hmm. but there are some people who are like let's go i've been waiting for this i'm ready but me I'm still getting ready. So this is all crashing down around me, but you know, I'm doing okay. And the weekend was pretty darn good overall. So hope yours was good. How about you? Uh, good weekend. Uh, I actually went to the pool at the, the, the fitness center that we go to. So it was nice. Got some sun. Um, but yeah, just trying to keep, um, you know, I, I wear a lot of this on my shoulders. I don't know if people understand that. It's really difficult to say these things, because it's the truth that I perceive. It's how I see things. It's how I see it unfolding. Um, and so sometimes it gets really hard um, dealing with this stuff, you know, because you're looking at it and you're like, oh, fuck. You know, like like I had a friend ask me today. He said, um, you know, you know, he's talking about uh, Greg, the Greg guy from Truth to Vote, who's been out there putting stuff about Space Force and Trump. And I guess he was yeah. talking to Major Patriot on True Social, and they had like a 12-hour conversation. And a lot of the stuff that he's putting out there is Patel Patriot, um, devolution theory. Now, okay. I, I don't completely discount devolution theory, but that's just not the way the government works. If you ever worked, if you ever talk to anybody who deals with um, FEMA or contingency of government planning or crisis planning, these types of things, they will tell you that, no, you cannot order that through a PED. PEDs don't operate operate that way. Uh, there's no way for the president to put into a presidential emergency active directive um, anything that preserves his freedom or his ability to come back in the power or for the continuity of government to continue or if the government, you know, because Joe Biden will go in there and change those things, right? And so I, I don't know if that's... Um, if this guy knows something that we don't know, maybe he's putting out some good information. I, I don't know. I haven't read all the conversation. But, um, you know, the person asked me and said, um, what do you, you think is happening in the world? You know, who do you think is winning this war? And I said, well, look at the battlefield. I said, if you want to know who's winning the war, look at the battlefield. L- look at the battles that are being waged. Yeah, count who's, the casualties. Count the casualties. That's right. 
And he goes, well, that's not good. I said, exactly. And he goes, well, do you think it's all like a, a movie? And this is, no, I don't. I, I don't. I think that uh, some parts of that have been um, hijacked, right? The whole movie thing is this has been exasperated. I think that uh, we're headed towards a very, very dark time in, in human history. Um, how long that's going to last, I think, is really up to the people. And I think that we have the ability to pull ourselves out of this darkness within the next 6 to 12 months. But that is going to take humanity coming to a precipice and working together for the common good. It's going to take people uniting with people that they right now are polarized against. It's going to Mm -hmm. take you, the American people, the global population, waking up to what's happening and realizing that the only solution is to get rid of the labels, to get rid of the division, the separation. It's no longer left or right. We are fighting for our survival as a species, as a race, as human beings on this planet to which we are all owners and caretakers of. That's what we're fighting for right now. And that has no political affiliation. Okay, This, this is about life and liberty and freedom. That's what this fight's about. It's not about, oh, my political party won, or, oh, I'm pro-choice and you're pro-life. No, that's separation and division, okay? This is about humanity rising up and taking back their planet, because that that's where we're at right now, and, that, and that's the sad thing. But you know what? I have faith in humanity. I think humanity is, is naturally good. And that right. I think that humanity will rise to this occasion and that we will be successful in this venture. But it's going to be a very, very long journey and it's going to be a very, very dark time that we're going to have to transition through. And I carry a lot of that weight on my shoulders because, man, I don't want that to happen. I don't want this world to go that way. But it is. And so I get I get stressed, man. I do. I, I get stressed. I take a lot of this to heart. And, uh, you know, it's uh, you're, you're telling people these things, right? I've been telling yeah. people these things for years now. And, you know, I know people out there who've taken their life savings, okay, Mm -hmm. their life savings and cashed it out of the markets, you know, went out and bought gold, silver, crypto, went and bought supplies, reorganized everything in their life. And, you know, when people tell me that, I'm like, oh, my God, like, I, I, you know, I hope I'm right. You know, I'm confident I'm right, right? But, you know, I hope I'm right and that's not a good thing because it's a bad thing because the right is a bad thing, right? Yeah. But then, then now we see what's happening and they're sitting there going, thanks, man. You know, I got out when yeah. we would be considered the market top <laughs> after COVID yeah. still the market top. And, oh, uh, you know, I, I would have lost so much more. I, I got out before the first market crash with 401k and all that and yeah. said, fuck this. Luckily. Yeah. And, and <laughs> About it, the time I was introduced to you. Right. I was like, and all right, time to get out. I'm glad that people are making the right decisions and they're making the right decisions for their families and they can see it as I see it. And, and that's what a lot of this is about. It's preparation. This has been the communication before the storm, the calm before the storm. Well, guess what? The storm's here. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and we can say that, oh, you know, the storm. Listen. No, I agree, dude. I don't think this is an, a one-day storm. This is a long thing. When you go back and look at these days like today, mm-hmm. together with the days in front and behind it, you're going to see that it was, this is historical this is huge and that it moves day by day you might not notice it it's like looking at a small portion of an entire portrait Mm -hmm. you don't see it until you're looking back in hindsight but this is happening 
it is happening. And I, you know, I said it the last few weeks. I said we're going to see a teeter totter, right? The market's going to yeah. go drop down a lot, pump back up a little bit. Drop down a lot, pump back up a little bit. And this is going to happen consistently until after the elections or after November, and then it's going to be a collapse. And this is the first uh, wave, I would say, that we're going to see this. This is going to be progressive throughout all of summer. And we got some more stuff for you, too. I mean, it's uh, it, it, listen, this would be doom and gloom if this is your first time listening to this show. Okay, if this is like your first week here, you're probably like, man, this guy's dark. But I'm telling you, if you've been listening to me for a while, everything I'm going to say tonight, you're going to be like, yeah, I'm expecting it. I'm ready. I'm prepared. Right. Let's uh, let's check this one out. Uh, This is from Wall Street Silver on Twitter. They're laughing at us. This is planned for the Great Reset timeline video with all their quotes. Please retweet. And so let's watch this little video. It's just a few minutes long really doubt that we're going to see an inflationary cycle. Most economic analysts believe that it will have a temporary or transitory impact. The faster than expected increase in some of those prices is actually a good sign. The overwhelming consensus is going to pop up a little bit and then go back down. No one's talking about this great, great deal. This is something that will uh, settle down. Transitory. Transitory. (laughs) And the data shows that most of the price increases we've seen are were expected and are expected to be temporary. There's nobody suggesting there's unchecked inflation on the way. It's un- highly unlikely that it's going to be long-term inflation that's going to get out of hand. I don't know anybody who's worried about inflation. Over the last couple of months, uh, we actually saw it trended downward. President Biden's chief of staff, Ron Klain, enthusiastically retweeted an economist who had said in part most of the economic problems we're facing, inflation, supply chains, etc., are high-class problems. What is the grand home plan to increase oil production in America? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that is hilarious. Well, the number one thing that the president can do is help get COVID under control. Uh, that, we know, is the root cause of inflation. President Biden this afternoon saying he thinks we're at the peak of the crisis right now and that lower prices are on the way. The inflation has everything to do with the supply chain. Make no mistake, inflation is largely the fault of Putin. I'm going to do everything I can to minimize Putin's price hike here at home. If you want to get rid of inflation, the only way to do it is to um, re- undo a lot of the Trump tax cuts. I think ever since you've come into office, things are really looking up. Gas is up, rent is up, food is up, everything. Well, well said. And uh, as comedic as that is, it's the truth. Today, people woke up, the S&P 500 joins the NASDAQ in a bear market. Dow drops nearly 900 Points. And NASDAQ is already in a bear market territory, down 31.5% from its November high. Now, you notice the wording they're using here. And this is just the news. NASDAQ is already in a bear market territory. They're not saying it's a bear market. It's down 31.5%. It's semantics. They're like, technically, a bear market is two months of downward trend. Get yep. out of here. This is it, bad. And that's why it's a teeter-totter. Yeah. Because you'll have be in a bear market. Dress. It'll be in a bear market, and then it could just reset in a second. Don't let them fool you with their magic freaking phraseology. Is that a word? Whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> Last time the S&P had a four-day stretch this bad, negative 1%, negative 2%, negative 2.9, negative 3.23, was March 23rd, 
2020, when the Fed unleashed $1 trillion in quantitative easing repo and corporate bond purchases. Oh, interesting. Those were the days. Hey, is the housing bubble about to burst? Mortgage applications crashed to 22-year low as monthly payments skyrocket. Hey, who's the only podcaster out there that's been warning people of the pending housing market crash since, I, I don't know, January of 2020? Pretty sure that's this guy. Because I, I like everybody else during COVID, right? Like everybody else during COVID, I have a mortgage. Mm-hmm. And my bank came to me and said, hey, we'll, uh, we'll, you don't have to pay your mortgage for six months, right? And when you go into the program, by the way, when you went into the program, they don't, you have to like click on the terms and then agree and do all these things. And you can just double click, click through and, and sign up for the program. And there's nothing in there that said that you had to pay it back. Okay. Even a sheep could sign up is what you're telling me. That's right. And there is, so basically what it was, what it looked like was that the banks were giving you this kind of six month free zone to just, because of the obviously global crisis to kind of not pay your mortgage. Well, three or four months into it, um, you know, I was talking to a mortgage guy because I was thinking about doing a, a re- refi, right? And um, he comes back and goes, well, you, you took out this, uh, the, the, the housing, um, the COVID-19 relief for your mortgage. I said, yeah. And he goes, um, you got to pay that back. And I go, hey, wait, what? And he goes, you got to pay that back. And so um, basically what's going to happen is each month that accumulates, basically the bank loans you the money and pays your mortgage for you. That gets placed into your escrow account as a loan, which gets tacked on to your monthly payment. He goes, as that snowballs and builds, you have literally 24 months from the date you started to pay it all back. If you don't, that can go into foreclosure. And so this is why Donald Trump came out and put a housing moratorium on the banks to, to for foreclosures. Biden did the same. Supreme Court, August 2021, said you can't do that. And we were just waiting for the banks to begin processing the foreclosures. Foreclosures take approximately six months. And I said in August, watch out what happens around January and February of 2022. In February 2022, the housing market foreclosures were up over 127%. 220% in May. And we're waiting for the numbers to come out again. And I guarantee you they're well over 330% because it only takes six months for the banks to process that. People who couldn't pay their mortgage during COVID cannot pay their mortgage now with the increased price hike. This goes back into BlackRock um, and uh, who is it? Um, Morgan Stanley buying up whole communities. So you got to remember. What wasn't reported originally when BlackRock was going out there and buying up houses is was that they were buying whole communities. Morgan mm-hmm. Stanley, uh, about four months ago, bought a whole community in Florida, a mm-hmm. whole community. The, the question people should be asking is not why is Morgan Stanley buying a whole community is why was the whole community empty? Why were there no people living in those houses? Yeah, I don't know. Well, probably because they couldn't afford them. Well, it moved out or it, it was new construction. I'm not sure. but Right. If it was new construction, different thing, right? Uh, and I think it might have been new construction of houses being built that uh, the market was declining and not. But, I, but as I remember. Still, it's it was, a weird. It's yeah. still an alarming investment nonetheless. It is. And this has everything to do 
with the World Economic Forum, the Great Reset, because you will own nothing and you will like it. And people are like, well, you know, so so BlackRock shouldn't be my my renter. No, BlackRock is going to tear down every single single family house. You have to understand the infrastructure bill that Joe Biden passed last year or earlier this year. The infrastructure bill had a provision in it for counties that rezone rural areas for single family housing zoning. And so it was at about 67% of all um, livable houses or livable um, structures that are built within these rural communities are single family homes, which they came out, Biden's government administration came out and said is too white. It's way too white. You got to reduce that number of single family homes because, you know, minorities can't afford single family homes. This is what Joe Biden's administration says. And so they reduced that to 27 percent and then increased multifamily housing complexes to accept Section 8 and government subsidies, which means that. BlackRock started buying up about five months before this happened. BlackRock goes up there, buys up all these single-family houses, tears them down, and one plot of land gets it rezoned under this new infrastructure bill. They build a multi-housing complex there that houses, let's say, seven or eight families. Okay? Yep. And that seven to eight families are living off of government subsidies, Section 8 housing. It's a free paycheck for BlackRock. Oh, yeah. They're making money hand over fist yep. on that kind of deal. And then what happens to the property value of everybody who owns single-family houses there? Because in, in nothing against people who have, um, you know, government subsidy housing, but statistically showing people who live in extreme poverty live directly within crime-ridden neighborhoods. And the two are directly correlated, which means that those, those housing units which bring about Section 8 government-subsidied housing, are going to increase the crime within those communities and draw down the property value. Yep. Let's keep going here. This is fun. Go ahead, Vince. You want to say something? Yeah, it's slavery. That's all. It is. It is. They want you in your little box so you could go work for their giant corporation, your local Amazon warehouse, and make them money hand over fist anyway. Let's see what uh, Ducey has to say. Yeah. All Thanks, right. Kareem. President Biden once bragged about the stock market hitting record after record after record on my watch. How about now? Meaning the stock market. All the gains from President Biden's time in office have been wiped out. So, as you know, we're watching. We're watching closely. Uh, we know families are concerned about inflation in the stock market. Uh, that is something that the president is is really aware of. And so, look, we face global challenges. We've talked about this. Uh, this is we're not the only country dealing uh, with what we're seeing at the moment as it relates to inflation. You know, Putin, Putin's price hike, inflation uh, coming coming out of a once in a generation uh, global pandemic. All all of those things play a factor. And uh, and you know, it, but the thing, the way that we see this is that the American people are well positioned uh, to face these challenges because of the economic historic uh, gains that we have made uh, under this president, under this president in the last 16 months. That's called word soup. That's when you throw a whole bunch of shit together because you don't really know what to say. Dude. <laughs> oh, sorry. Dude, I listened to this whole thing this afternoon and it was a shit show. It was just an absolute joke, dude. Everything, every single question. It's a yep. scam, obviously. I mean, it was a coup. It's a fake administration. They're just doing bullshit. And she's worthless. She's totally worthless. Even with her, she tries to be like, uh, 
what's that? What was Trump's? Uh, uh, McKinnery, yeah. Kinnery, McKinnery is Kaylee. Yeah, McCann, Kaylee, yeah. Yeah. So she tries to be like her, but not so, even close. This is interesting. We uh, we just talked about weather modification on Friday with our guests on Conversations on the Fringe, right? Oh, yeah. What did I say was going to happen? You know, people are saying, uh, you know, rolling blackouts, weather modification, right? Rolling blackouts are coming to a town near you. What needs to happen before that is my favorite word is they have to exasperate the electric grids. What's the best way to exasperate an electric grid? Overbear it. Overbear it, right? Yeah. How about a heat wave that's encompassing the majority of the United States of America? That'll do it. That will do it. I mean, it it did do it. We've seen it happen over and over again. And there it is right here. It's happening right now. It's 100 degrees today. It's miserable. All right, guys. Go ahead, Vince. No, certainly. Yeah, the weather's being crazy all across the board. All right. Show sponsor today, My Patriot Supply. Um, Price drop on all their uh, long-term, short-term food storage. Four-week emergency food supply, save $50 right there, $232 on the Ultimate Solar Power and Cooking Emergency Food Pack. That kit has a price drop on it. Alexa Pure Water Purification, you're going to save $180 there. Uh, Redpills.tv slash Patriot. Head on over there. Check them out, guys. Um, No better time than the present to get supplied up because, uh, well, this stuff is uh, going to continue and it's going to get a lot worse. I'm going to go here, and we're going to go to the Battle of the Streams real quick. Uh, Grits, 39120, donated one ice cream. Woke AF, Grismo, 7, donated one ice cream. Thank you, Grits and Woke AF. Another uh, Grismo right there, one ice cream. Patriotic Pisces donated one diamond. Uh, thank you, Patriotic Pisces. Pammy Pam Pam donated five lemons. Thank you so much, Pammy Pam Pam. Left Maryland, one dollar on Rumble. Thank you so much, Left Maryland. Megan Amber, 17, donated one diamond. And Black Jester, 101, donated four lemons thank you so much to all of you guys for taking part in the battle of the streams you guys are greatly appreciated and i got i got a lot of stuff you got a lot of visuals for you tonight right okay. let's get into red flag gun laws tucker what do you think red flag laws will not end mass shootings but red flag laws will end due process due process is a simple concept but it's the key to everything that is good about america In our system of justice, citizens cannot be punished without first being charged with a crime. Politicians cannot just decide to hurt you, throw you in handcuffs, lock you in jail, seize your property, simply because they don't like how you think or how you vote. No. Before they punish you, they have to go through a formal process in which they describe which specific law you broke and exactly how you broke it. They have to prove it. For serious crimes with big penalties, the government has to convince a group of your fellow citizens first. It's called a grand jury. And this government must convince them that you deserve to be punished or they cannot proceed. None of this is new. This is the way we've done things in America for more than 200 years. And it's exactly why we have and have always had the fairest justice system in the world. People move to this country from all over the globe to benefit from it. But red flag laws will end this. Under red flag laws, the government doesn't have to prove you did anything wrong in order to strip you of your most basic rights. All that's required to punish you is a complaint, possibly even an anonymous complaint, in which somebody says you seem dangerous. Now, that complaint doesn't come from a grand jury. It can come from anyone, including someone who hates you or someone who simply doesn't like your politics. It doesn't matter because no jury will ever see it. 
On the basis of that unproven complaint, you lose your freedom and your ability to defend yourself and your family. Red flag laws will yep. not end. All right. Thanks, Tucker. Much appreciated for that. Red flag gun laws, guys. What do you think, Vince? I think this is a part of destabilizing the our communities. It's going to be an utter disaster. Yeah. And it's unconstitutional, and it's it's designed to protect the tyrannical government. They're coming for the guns. That's what it is. Well, you know, this is yet another prediction that's coming true, because um, if you remember a while back, probably over a year ago, I said that red flag gun laws will be passed, and they will utilize this as the first wave to come and get people's guns. And people are like, no, they're not taking my guns. And I said, no, no hold on a second here. What are you going to do? When you wake up in the morning to yelling and screaming, you look out your window and you see 50 police officers raiding your neighbor's house. You going to go defend your neighbor? All of a sudden you hear shots fired. And that neighbor's dead. You going to go out there and take the law on? Well, guess what? It's already started. Maryland officer serving red flag gun removal order fatally shot armed man. Two police officers ordered to remove firearms from a house on a red flag protective order fatally shot an armed man Monday morning in Ferndale, Maryland. Um, Anne Arundel County Police arrived at the house at 5.17 a.m. to remove the guns from the home under a new law that temporarily allows the seizure of firearms if a person shows red flags they are a danger to themselves or others. A man later identified as 61-year-old Gary Willis answered the door with a gun in his hand Ann Arundel County Police Sergeant says uh, Sergeant Davis and the man put uh, Sergeant Davis said the man put the gun down but then according to the police press release Willis became irate when police officers attempted to serve the order Willis picked up the weapon again a fight ensued over the gun a shot was fired Davis said the first shot didn't strike anyone but officers then fatally shot the man this is unconstitutional and police officers are enforcing it and what did I say police officers would do Fall in line. They got rid of all the good officers. Not all of them. I, I understand there's great officers out there. A lot of them were weeded out, though, when they refused the vaccine and got pushed out or quit beforehand or whatever. You remember this prediction? Which one? I said that they're going to reduce the police force by 50%, reduce their budgets. Okay. They're going to implement red flag gun laws. And at the same time, we're going to have a global economic collapse, a supply chain crisis, and an infrastructure collapse. Which means that by the time that this goes into full effect, police officers will be one of the last people that actually have a job that they have to go to every day and are getting paid. And they'll be at the threat of losing their job, losing their income, and not being able to feed their family if they don't enforce the policy. Yeah, I remember uh oh crap yeah dude you're absolutely right it's happening it's totally happening there it's and it's the same thing we saw during nazi germany's reign of terror mm -hmm. just following orders the famous the famous i'm just following orders remark all's news pipeline uh write some really good stories here and this one was good the perfect storm for violence approaches four months plus of likely riots and you do not want to be in the crowded democrat run city when all hell breaks loose he goes the other day i wrote about a homeland security alert 
uh, of an upcoming mass casualty violence over the course of the next few months, but knowing where the violence in Ryland would be most prevalent could literally be the difference between life and death. We know protests become violent as soon as groups like Antifa and BLM show up. We have seen and documented how those protests turn to riots happen in cities run by liberal leaders because of the rioters know they will face much less opposition to their violence, arson, vandalism, and looting. We also know by statistics that most crime-ridden of cities, the ones with the highest murder rates by the end of the year 2021, are Democrat-run cities. A notable spike in violent crime and murders directly co- coincided with Democrat defund the police movement. Defund the police movement, right there, with Democrats defund the police, our communities are less safe. Austin, Texas, defunded police by $150 million, 50% spike in homicides. L.A., defunded police $175 million, 11.6% increase in homicides. New York City, $1 billion defunded the police, 97% rise in shootings, 45% increase in homicides. And this goes on to warn you. In the midterms, near and even Democrat strategy are predicting a red wave of bloodbath for Democrats. Media, liberals online, and Democrat politicians claim they never supported defending the police or defunding the police. The problem this day in age is trying to rewrite history as almost everything is captured on video so we do have the evidence of what they are trying to hide in the video below titled seven minutes the democrats say defunding the police we're not going to watch it seven minutes uh, showing how sick and tired americans are becoming of soft on crime liberal policies what is gradually what is arguably the most radically liberal city in the united states san francisco just recalled their soros back district attorney because crimes have become sun so unbearable and this goes on about the bombings of a uh, pro-life clinics um, he goes on to say that, uh, get ready, if you're in a liberal city, you're about to see mass violence. And, and this doesn't extend to just the United States of America. Just wait. What did Justin Trudeau say? Let's listen to what, Anywhere what, else Tr- Trudy, and, what Trudy has and to say. There are debates. And we have a, a, a culture where the difference is guns can be used for hunting or for sport shooting in Canada. And there's lots of gun owners and they're mostly law-respecting and, and, and law-abiding. But you can't use a gun for self-protection in Canada. That's not a right that you have in the Constitution or anywhere else. If you try and buy a gun and say it's for self-protection, no, you don't get that. You get it for hunting. You can get it for sports shooting. You can take it to the range. Uh, no problem, as long as you go through our rigorous background checks. But there's a difference around the culture. And one of the things that we're yeah. seeing with the debate in the States is you get more and more of the American-style you know, right-to-carry, self-defense arguments filtering up through through the uh, you know the, the usual more right-wing communications channels yeah i did not know that in canada you don't have the right to self-defense with a uh, with a firearm interesting tyrant tyrants that's right because typically what happens when countries give up their gun rights they give up all rights Patriots, uh, Patriot front members were arrested in Idaho carrying megaphone marked with FBI on it. Alleged Patriot front. Yeah. <clears throat> Look at that. I don't know if this article states it, but how do they know it was Patriot front? Well, somebody asked an officer and the officer said, um, we have sources. We have uh, an informer or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are you talking about? You have an informant. You have it's like, this is well ridiculous. But remember what I said is that this isn't a radicalized left problem. This is a radicalized right and left problem. There's Listen, we are not blind to the fact that there are some radicalized far-right people out there in this world, and they are going to begin 
doing the same thing that the radical left does. Okay. I have to be honest. I'm not 100% confident this is far right extremists. Oh, I doubt it is. I bet this was 100% completely set up by the FBI. These people are probably just, you know, no offense to them, yeah. dumb people who were manipulated into joining this group because of some beliefs. They were radicalized and yes. they're sent out there that causes violence. And the- not to minimize what you're saying, yes, there's radicalism on both sides. And also there's radicalized people in the middle who just want to see the world burn. And it's a sad reality. And, and what are we in store for? Well, think about this. Stampede breaks out at March for Our Lives rally in D.C. over a shooter scare. We fight every day for our... fear porn that's what we're in for you're in for mass panic and hysteria yeah all because one crazy guy was up on stage yelling something about a gun and then um yeah people panicked people that's why i don't go to events like this yeah well and and that's why i recommend everybody stay home survive don't don't take part and the shit that's coming. Don't go out into the streets with the shit that's coming. You want to protest your government? Do it with your voice right here. Okay? You want to go out there to the Capitol and protest and get on a megaphone? Great. Be safe and secure and away from the crazies. Don't, don't pick a fight with Antifa and BLM. Don't join up with the radical right organizations. Stay clear of all that. Um, I, I don't go anywhere really nowadays unless I'm armed. I, I just don't. You know, I'm 100% completely sane. I lost the majority of my guns in a boating accident. I just got one pistol. That's it. And I go everywhere with it because I don't trust dumb people. Yeah. I don't blame you. And you know what? These days we're getting more and more of that. And, you know, I, I'm wondering how it's going to be. Okay. When the majority of the people that have supported this leftist radicalized agenda realized they were duped. Now, here, here's the key that I'm talking about. Okay? The majority of them went out and got vaccinated. Justin Bieber. Bieber Fever, 28-year-old pop star, cancels North American tuna dates after being diagnosed with an unknown with a known and documented Pfizer mRNA adverse reaction i don't mean to laugh this really sucks um but that title is clever it is but you know what happens when more of the powerful people like congressmen like governors start getting these adverse reactions see most of them didn't get it this one hasn't come to fruition yet. Military members, special ops people, mm-hmm. SEALs, these guys that are getting fucked with as much as everybody else, too. Oh, Lord. Just wait till that one comes out in the headlines. Yep. Uh, this is from InfoWars. This is some scary shit right here. Go ahead, Vince. Sorry. Say what you uh, I'm just, I just wanted to say, I think, you know, Justin Bieber has to see the onslaught of response yeah. to his video online and kind of wake up. He can't be that asleep. What do you think in your... Right? It's like, geez, 
anyway, that's all. It's like so. Uh, Mike Adams, he received some um, some blood from clot victims, and they put it under a microscope, and what they found was shocking and disgusting. Um, Mike Adams and Harrison Smith examined strange rubber band-like tissue removed from suddenly deceased cadavers that appear to be engineered to grow inside the body. And so... Oh, get that uh, uh, graphic right there. No, but I mean, but look, this is what's in people's body. This is what's being removed from people's damaged hearts, and you can see why. I mean, my God. For, for Again, for the radio viewers... <laughs> So, I don't even know how to describe it. You've got to just see the image. But go, go back to the microscope image, if you would, please. Yeah, yeah. help describe this for the radio viewers, but we're going to start zooming in on this, and we're going to get a lot more um, contrast and information. I have to refocus as we move. But what I want you to notice about this, and again, this is coming out of people who were formerly alive. People are walking around with these things growing inside right. their arteries and blood vessels, okay? That... This, these are massive. These are not the size of just one protein. These are like billions of proteins, and these are, these are strands. In fact, I want to I show you something. Let me zoom out. I want to show you something that's just going to blow your mind. If I grab this with the forceps here, and you can see that on screen, and I, and I start to pull, I want to show you how much I can pull and how strong these are before this breaks. Oh, wow. You see how they are fibrous and they are strong. These, they're like rubber bands. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Alex Jones Show. I'm Harrison Smith. I'm sitting in right. here with Mike Adams. So, and, and there's more videos and pictures, and it gets, uh, I, I want to show you guys these ones too. Th these ones are as well. This is what Mike Adams found. Oh, you got to, with InfoWars, they have a weird video. And, and relatively young people. And under the microscope, these are not, uh, be fair to say. The blood's not being pumped in there. It's like a pipe. If you get some restrictions, that's going to cause your blood pressure to increase. Um, so there's a lot of different symptoms that people like the experiencing that they have and haven't gotten to the threshold that would cause them to go get treatment. Um, even if they did, unless the doctors know what they're doing and they're looking for this, they might not, they, they might miss this. Well, absolutely. And I, and I want to remind our audience, especially our radio audience, to bear with us because we're using a voice-changing technology in order to protect the identity of our guest right now, who is a practicing physician, an urgent care physician who has seen uh, these issues firsthand. All right. Doesn't look human, does it? It looks like it's an engineered protein inside the body that's wreaking havoc that's meant to clog arteries. Yeah, some of it even looks metallic and mm -hmm. beef jerky-like or, you know, this isn't good. Now, we had uh, NTI.org's global exercise last year where they said that a terrorist organization would bioengineer a new monkeypox virus, release it out in the world, and it'd be mutating like never seen before. And we've already seen the indicators that this is the real truth. Monkeypox virus right here. Viral upload. Monkeypox cases up by a third with 104 new infections and 11 signs to know. Um, and let's go over these signs to know. Uh, they were just here. There you go. Before mixing one uh, once more after infection cases, uh, check that you haven't had a temp high temperature for 42 hours. Make sure the lesions have scabbed over. Uh, check scabs on arms, face, and hands. Okay. Signs you need to know. 
fever, headache, muscle aches, backache, chills, exhaustion, night sweats, cold-like symptoms, swollen lymph nodes, swollen groin, rash. Uh, medics, cop, uh, medics said that the complications of the illness were documented as low mood, severe pain, um, chunk, uh, conjunctivitis. All right. And so these are a lot of the same adverse reactions that people were having. Guess what? From what? The COVID vaccine. The fuck shot. Yeah, it's probably from the shots, let's face it. And even if it's not, the fact that your immune system's compromised from them, you're more likely to get and die from something like this. Yep. And, so. and you know, one of the other things I said is we had the antibody-dependent enhancements, which basically what this does is it suppresses your immune system, basically giving you um, AIDS, Right. Um, and, and so what it does is it kills your immune systems where your immune system cannot fight back against other things. Gruesome nosebleed fever death toll rises to 18 as tick-borne virus spreads. And this is in Crimean Congo uh, called Crimean Congo hemorrhagic fever. The tick-borne virus has been detected in some 120 people in I- Iraq since January, including 18 who have died from the disease. And it's escalating fast. And how much do you want to bet that these people are vaccinated? Sure. Yeah. How much do you want to bet these ticks came out of a lab? Yeah. I, I don't doubt it. Probably the onset of modern day MS is just a uh, a um, a genetically modified version of uh, what's the uh, virus that you get from or what's the bacteria that you get from uh, ticks? Oh, you get them from Lyme? Lyme disease, yeah. Probably just a genetic version of Lyme disease. They're very, very similar. They're almost exactly the, the same symptomatically. Yeah, they've gotten mixed up many times. I've heard horror stories. FDA uses unreliable data to justify COVID shots for infants and tyler, uh, toddlers. Uh, this made me really upset. Yeah, as I promised. Think, go ahead. Go ahead. You they come came out with this, I think, on Friday or in the last few days. And I saw, they said, oh, Pfizer finally released this data by some prominent blue check mark on Twitter. And all the comments, I went in, thank God I could finally jab my children now. Oh, my gosh. They had this data months ago. Why didn't they release this data sooner? They're killing people by not pushing this forward. Let's fax our kids, all the bots. Yay, yay. Yep. The FDA, and it's bogus. Yeah, the FDA has grinned up a report to ostensibly will be used to try to justify approval. Uh, for the vaccines in children under the age of five, the report comes after the torrent of massive reports from Moderna and Pfizer that claim to review studies of the safety and efficacy of the COVID-19 vaccines in children. It's not hard to see the shenanigans the FDA has been up to. They try to bolster a vaccine that fewer and fewer adults want. It's more the same exaggerating the apparent risk of the virus and minimizing the perception of risk posed to the vaccines. In other words, lies. There is no evidence of clinical urgencies. Infants and toddlers do not have yet died of COVID-19. The FDA-owned report cite 1,086 deaths from COVID-19 and 10,700,000 cases. COVID-19 in children aged 0 to 17. We have seen 832 days since April 1st, 2020, when diagnosis has started for COVID-19. The entire population of children in the U.S., 73 million, at risk of COVID-19 infections since the onset of COVID is 10,700,000 divided by 73 million is 0.14657%. The risk of a child dying if they have a diagnosis is 0.0001%. The risk of any child dying of COVID-19 over this time period is 
5%. The per day risk is on an order of 1.788 times 10 to the negative 8. There is no real unmet clinical need, and the FDA needs to go back to college and understand how the RT-PCR correctly operates. Next, the inconsistent use of the idea vaccinated. Um, And then they say inconsistent use of the idea of vaccine efficacy. Uh, regulatory considerations for clinical development of COVID-19 vaccines in children, incomplete consideration of scientific data. This is a really good article. This is uh, the Defender Children's Health Defense. This is uh, uh, Robert Kennedy, or yeah, uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. and his organization. So very well studied, really well organized. Um, they need to stop because, you know, we said once they come for the kids, it, it, that's the precipice moment. And I, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think a lot of kids are going to, a lot of people are going to vaccinate their kids and they're going to be in for horrific discoveries when this falls short of, uh, man, it's sad. I just, I don't even want to talk about it. It's freaking sad. Truth. Yeah. Clinton, you can run the best campaign. You can even become a nominee and you can have the election stolen. Run the best. <laughs> what a bitch. You know, here, hold, let's play this clip. You can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. You mean the stolen election unstolen from you? Or was she talking to Trump there? Yeah, or was she talking about the upcoming election? <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go to the... Uh... Uh, we got uh, me, Brenda, donated one Ninjagini. Thank you so much, me, Brenda. Absolutely awesome for the uh, battle of the streams there. In a video testimony aired at the House Select Committee hearing on the Capitol attack, Donald Trump's former Attorney General Bill Barr bluntly dismissed claims of election fraud. And we're not going to listen to it. Bill Barr's a traitor to this country, to, to the Republicans, He's... to this nation. Yeah, he's a flip-flopper because that's not what he was saying two years ago. Yeah. Well, and, and here he is right here. Bill Barr in 2020 on mail-in voting. And Dane- let's, let's listen to this. There are several states that only have mail-in voting, including a Republican Well, state this like is Utah. playing with fire. This is playing with fire. We're a very closely divided country here. And if people have to have confidence in the results of the election and the legitimacy of the government and people trying to change the rules to this to this methodology, which, as a matter of logic, is very open to fraud and coercion, is reckless and dangerous. And the people are playing with fire. There are several states now, that only have this is before the election when Bill Barr said this. And this was because ah, of these states. So- Remember, Georgia, all the states that were stolen changed their election laws without the utilization of Congress. It was the uh, the voting commissions that changed the voter laws with judges instead of the actual state representatives. And this is what Bill Barr was commenting on. Now he's coming out and saying, no, no, there is no election fraud. No. You know why? He says, just like you talked about in the beginning of the show, he's one of those people who whoever tells him what to do, whoever's in charge, he just obeys. He's a sheep. Right. which is why he obeyed Trump at the time, because he thought, oh, Trump's going to be here for the foreseeable future. So I'm just going to ride on his coattails as long as I can. And once that didn't work, he flopped right over. Mm-hmm. It's one of them. A Republican 
congresswoman whose home was vandalized criticized House Democrats over the delay on legislation to improve Supreme Court security in the wake of the attempted assassination of Supreme Court justices. We just saw last weekend Justice Kavanaugh, someone was armed very close to his home. Republican Nancy Mace of South Carolina told Fox Friends and Family, um, co-host Ansley Earhart, and it was the left that leaked the address, the home address of our Supreme Court justices. So no one should be surprised and no one should be surprised at Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden. They are not doing anything to protect the institutions of government. And they're not. And we're in for a shitstorm of a summer. It's going to be a hot summer, man. Very. In the events. Let's listen to what Ted Cruz has to say here. I want to turn to the FBI. How many FBI agents or confidential informants actively participated in the events of January 6th. Sir, I'm sure you can appreciate that I can't go into the specifics of sources and methods. uh, Did any FBI agents or or confidential informants informants actively participate in the events of January 6th? Yes or no? Sir, I I can't answer that. Did any FBI agents or confidential informants commit crimes of violence on January 6th? I can't answer that, sir. Did any FBI agents or FBI informants actively encourage and incite crimes of violence on January 6th? Sir, I can't answer that. Ms. Sadburn, who is Ray Epps? I'm aware of the individual, sir. Uh, I don't have the specific background to him. Well... There are a lot of well, people who are understandably very are concerned, understandably about, Mr. concerned Epps. about Mr. Epps. On the night of January 5th, 2021, Epps wandered around the crowd that had gathered. And there's video out there of him chanting, tomorrow, we need to get into the Capitol, into the Capitol. This was strange behavior, so strange that the crowd began chanting, fed, 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 fed. Ms. Sandburn, was Ray Epps a fed? Sir, I cannot answer that question. The next day, the next day, on January 6th, Mr. Epps is seen whispering to a person, and five seconds later, five seconds after he's whispering to a person, that same person begins to forcibly tear down the barricades. Did Mr. Epps urge them to tear down the barricades? Sir, Similar to the other answers, I cannot answer that. All right. So the January 6th committee and everything that they're providing um, was staged. They set it all up. Uh, Understand this. They set it all up. They knew that a whole bunch of patriots are going to go there. There's going to be a peaceful protest. And they are the ones that incited violence. They planted federal agents in every organization that they knew was going to be there. They planted federal agents, agents the day before and the day of in the crowd. And they incited violence. They prompted people to break down the barriers. They told people, yelled at people. They riled at the violence. They fueled it and, and, and guided it. Why isn't the Federal Bureau of Investigation on trial at the January 6th committee? Treason. This they should treason. just be tried for treason. And they're still doing this. They're still doing this every day. Well, you remember what happened when John F. Kennedy wanted to get rid of the FBI? 
back into the left. Back yeah. into the left. Back into the left. Yeah. Does anybody know what, is... what, what comedy uh, comedy routine that's from? Back into the left. No. Back into the left. Back into the left. Anybody who dabbled a little bit in physics would know that uh, back into the left means that the shot came from, well, well, over there. Who is that? It's uh, Bill Hicks. Oh, really? Is that one of his yeah, bits? in the early 1990s. And he was back into the left means, you know, if anybody who dabbles in physics means that the shot came from back there, right? No. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Voter a uh, voter fraud probes targeting role of nonprofits. This comes from 2000 Mules. Alleges left wing groups at the center of ballot trafficking. Arizona election worker says that the sheriff's office at Inner County is conducting an investigation into the 2020 election that targets nonprofit groups operating nationwide that are believed to be the center of voting fraud. Robin Stallworth Poquet. Uh, who provides oversight of voter registration and early voting in Yuma County, told the Epoch Times the sheriff's office has opened numerous investigations that pertain to nonprofits she described as political advocacy groups. Ooh, this could get really interesting because you know what? Now we're seeing sheriffs doing this, and this is where it gets good. This is where it gets good because this is how we the people take back the power is if we utilize the power base that we have that is not corrupted. And this sheriff in Yuma County is like, I'm done. I'm going to go after him. Heck yeah. Dude. Sheriffs are a force to reckon with. All right. Let's uh, let's listen to Michi Michigan Senate Majority Leader Mike Shirkley caught on camera telling the truth about January 6th. Are you guys ready for this one? This is going to be good. You guys are going to like this one. Darn why wasn't there more security in there? Yeah, there, was like there were 30 guards out back there. You think it was DC, uh, the mayor influenced? I think she's just a public. Yeah. How does hell, that? Hell, uh, Mitch McConnell was part of it. I was going to say. The one that, he was the one that was part of the uh, decision making how much, how much security they have on stand. I think they wanted to have a mess. I know they wanted to. There's no other explanation. The moment, like. But, I, but they, they wouldn't have had a mess with you guys. They had to have also recruited this other group of people. Well, and, then, and then I do believe, I do believe, because I don't know if you guys have been really caught up in it. Uh, we're in mobs. It's called inciting a riot. And it's not hard to do when you have a big crowd of people. It was all staged, is what he said. Mitch McConnell wanted it to be a mess so he could secure Trump impeachment conviction for Pelosi and Schumer. All the evidence is there. We have straight up admissions. Yep. And evidence. Hard evidence. Yep. All right. Commission will urge EU candidate status for war-ravaged Ukraine. The European Commission will recommend granting Ukraine official status as an EU candidate country, according to several officials familiar with deliberations that took place during the debate among commissioners on Monday. The debate in the College of Commissioners followed 
a surprise visit Saturday by Commission President Ursula von der Leyen of Kiev, where she discussed Ukraine's membership bid with President Zelensky. It was von der Leyen's second trip to the Ukrainian capital since Russia's full-scale invasion began in late February. Well, guess what? If it was a full-scale invasion, you wouldn't be able to visit Kiev. <laughs> like, hold on a second. If it was a full-scale invasion, you wouldn't be able to visit the country because full-scale means that they control the whole country. We were looking at video today. Everybody's walking around the in the sunshine at the beach, maskless, having a fine time. Come on. So what does this mean, though? If Ukraine is entered in as a candidate country into the European Union, what does that mean now? Do you know? What, what are your thoughts? Yeah. It means that the other European nations can now defend them. They're going to give yeah. Russia a certain amount of time to retract. That's what they're going to do. That's a red line for Russia. Russia might not need any time before they decide not to retract and retaliate. Mm-hmm. This is one of those red lines that Russia already defined. Holy crap. And, they're going to do it, dude. Yeah, and being straightforward, to end the war, we need heavy weapon parity. 1,000 Hallwitzer um, caliber 155 millimeter, uh, 300 MLRSs, 500 tanks, 2,000 armored vehicles, 1,000 drones. Contact group of defense ministers. Meeting is held in Brussels on June 15th. We are waiting for a decision. And just this last weekend, um, Switzerland came out and declined the giving of tanks, which everybody's saying that now Switzerland is siding with Russia, which they're not. They're just... They're neutral. <laughs> Switzerland has always been neutral. It's one place you want to live during this whole Great Reset. Nothing will change there. And they got some pretty good freedoms there. They got just the same amount of freedoms that we have here in this country. Yeah, except good luck getting in there. <laughs> yeah. Iranian scientist and senior military officer found dead in mysterious circumstances among a new wave of tensions between Iran in Israel. A military officer and his weapon scientists have died under mysterious circumstances in Tehran. Israel has taken responsible for assassinating the senior officer saying it was a warning to Iran's secret unit 840. The deaths are ratcheting up tensions between Iran and Israel. Hey Vince. Yeah. Remember the uh, the unfolding global conspiracy and the firestorm event? What Where was one of the places that I said there would be uh, World War 3 would break out between what two countries and where? And the Middle East. Between Iran and Iraq. Or Iran and Israel. Israel. Don't tell tell me I didn't warn you. This is um, concerning. More than 40 feet up at the tower at uh, Fort Jackson Army Recruit. uh, Sorry. More than 40 feet up the tower at Fort Jackson. Army recruit Robert Smith missed setting his foot on a 4x4 plank from which he was to start rappelling down. I said, Sergeant, what should I do? I was kind of scared. And the sergeant said, trust your equipment. Now straighten your legs. Then he said, now wave at me. I waved. I'm going to remember that for the rest of my life. The sergeant was kind to me. Across the military, basic training is changing with a focus on mentorship and not yelling. If you ever served in the military, one thing that you realize, and it doesn't matter what branch you go in in boot camp, doesn't matter how strenuous your boot camp was, okay. there's a reason why they yell at you and berate you. Okay? Yeah. It's because of what happens when you're under stressful conditions where the loss of life is prevalent. You learn to deal with stress 
and you learn to deal with chaotic situations because of the training that you get in boot camp. Okay, when you have an when you have what well, we had RDCs, when you have a uh, an RDC yelling at you, a drill instructor yelling at you continuously, day in and day out. Okay, that trains your mind and your body to react to stress differently. It's done for a very specific reason. And now they want to change it. I wonder why. They probably want to. And this comes from the top down. So not only is it military, but the police are trained with these same. The military trains the police a lot of times with these same techniques. So what are they going to do? Just decouple all of it, start training them with like LGBTQ parades. Yay. (laughs) Nicaragua authorizes deployment of Russian military forces. This is where this gets really good. The government of Nicaraguan President Daniel Ortega has authorized Russian troops, planes, and ships to deploy to Nicaragua for purpose of training, law enforcement, and emergency response. In a decree published last week and confirmed by Russia on Thursday, Ortega will allow Russian troops to carry out law enforcement duties, humanitarian aid, rescue, search and mission, and emergencies and natural disasters. The Nicaraguan government also authorized the presence of small contingents of Russian troops for exchange of experiences and training. All right. There's a few things here. First of all, Nicaragua has been one of those countries that the United States has utilized for an intelligence asset and controlled through multiple different coups for decades. The only reason that they're still a third world country is because of the United States of America. Um, This does two things for Russia's staunch positioning. Number one, it brings Russia 1,600 miles away from the United States border in Texas. It brings them to North America with a strategic point. Um, Bioclandestine on Telegram posted this, and I know my face is all dark here. The light will readjust. There we go. I'm going to read this to you. This guy did some awesome research. I got to thank Patriot Witch on um, Social Red Pill for posting this and bringing this, or uh, sorry, Patriot for uh, posting this on Social Red I don't know if it was Patriot Witch, but uh, they, they posted on Social Red Pill. Uh, much appreciated to them. Why is this not bigger news? This is from CBS on Saturday. Nicaragua gives Russia permission for Russian troops to enter the country. For those that don't know geographically, Nicaragua is Central America, 1,600 miles from the Texas border. Nicaragua President Daniel Ortega signed the decree on 6-8-22, allowing Russia troops to carry out law enforcement duties, humanitarian aid, rescue, search and, mission, uh, search and rescue missions, and emergencies and natural disasters. Uh, Maria Zakharova made the following statement in the activities in Nicaragua. We are talking about a routine twice-a-year procedure for the adoption of the Nicaraguan law on the temporary admission of foreign military personnel in its territory in order to develop cooperation with various areas, including humanitarian emergency response, combating organized crime, and drug trafficking. Now, one of the main centers for the the flow of drug trafficking into the United States and human trafficking in the United States is Nicaragua. Um, they have to flow through that area. This is one of the reasons why the intelligence agencies control this area. Um, and my first impression was that Russia was going to go in there and basically dismantle this and basically give Nicaragua back their freedom and allow them to become a country. Um, so the Russian military are moving to North America looking for organized crime. My first reaction is do we have biolabs in Nicaragua? Lo and behold, we do. Oh, shoot, dude. And it's worse than you imagined. Um, 
So I, so this guy started digging on bio U.S. bioactivity in Nicaragua. As it turns out, not only do we have a BSL-3 veterinarian bio lab in Nicaragua, the Biden State Department added the Nicaraguan government officials to the corrupt and undemocratic list on 3-9-2022, barring them from entering the country. Keep in mind that's the same day that the State Department put out their disinformation statement claiming there are no bio labs in Ukraine. Right after Victoria Nunlin from the State Department just admitted there were bio labs in Ukraine the day before in congressional testimony. Ten days later, the Nicaraguan government could publicly call for the U.N. to investigate the U.S. for its biological activity. Uh, Ten days later, Nicaraguan government would publicly called for the U.N. to investigate the U.S. for its biological activity in Ukraine. Here's a Reuters article right there. After the Biden State Department declared their displeasure with the Nicaraguan government, Nicaraguan responded by calling for the investigation of U.S. biological activity due to the findings from Russia and Ukraine. This was from Aldafo Pastoran from the Tiendestanatan National Liberation Party Front. It is not only the United States who is who has the obligation and responsibility to provide an explanation. The UN and Europe have a duty to take action on this issue rather than turn a blind eye. This discovery of U.S. biolabs in Ukraine confirms Russia discourse and gives grounds for its position. The time is right to clear things up because the world needs a peaceful life without threats. There are more similar statements from Nicaraguan lawmakers in the article calling out the U.S. to be investigated by the International United Nations Security Council. So Nicaragua joins Russia and calls out the U.S. for biological activity in Ukraine. Russia takes out U.S. biological activity in Ukraine. Then Russia moves into Nicaragua, North America, for support while still in ongoing missions in Ukraine, which is actually a U.S. proxy. Do you see where I found the BSL Veterinarian Lab in Nicaragua in the very addition to every single U.S. lab? The low-resource countries, as per the U.S. NIH, meet on the next post. And so um, we have all these links, by the way. Here is the NHI gov- uh, labs of low-resource countries. Uh, click on the link and it'll see the table. Let's see if we can pull up the table. I think it just goes to NIH. Dude, this is a big development. We haven't had anything this big in. Oh yeah, this is this is massive. A while. All right, I'm going to keep on reading here. Don't forget, the main target for the Russian special military operation in Ukraine was the veterinarian lab in Maripol. This is one of the Nazi forces protected so heavily. Remember that the big presentation from Russian military and the evidence they found, the one where they accused the DNC of facilitating the whole plot, that was the veterinarian lab in Maripol. If you want a little more juicy information, you'll remember uh, this guy's last threat a few days ago on Russia and their concerns with um, Nigeria's biolabs in Ukraine. Scroll right beneath Nicaragua, and there is Nigeria and you will see Nigeria has 10 BSL-3 labs with numerous numerous BSAT, which is Ebola, um, that NIH link does not open anymore after this has come out, by the way. Um, and the main kicker here, the main country funding the U.S. NIH Nigerian labs is Canada. For those wondering how the fascist femboy Trudeau was involved, looks like I found it. So Russia wages war to take over the U.S.-funded veterinarian lab in Maripol, Ukraine, and claims they found biological weapons created by the U.S. Democratic National uh, DNC. While that's going on, Russia forces moves into Nicaragua at their request, where the U.S. funds a BSL-3 veterinarian lab. It's pretty safe to conclude that Russia is targeting U.S. deep state biological activity worldwide. 
And then to sum it up, the Nicaraguan government are letting Russian military into their country to root out U.S. biological lab activity. From an American standpoint, this could potentially be really, really bad. I mean, Russia is at war with the U.S. proxy in Ukraine, openly declaring they are at war with Nazis and biological activity from the U.S. and NATO. And now they are nonchalantly moving their military into North America, 1,600 miles away from our border. You guys remember the Cuban Missile Crisis where we went almost went into nuclear fallout with Russia for uh, looking to move into Cuba? which is very close to Nicaragua, this could be potentially a hostile situation. Now, I don't think this will be because of the U.S. mill are acting with Russian military, or at the very least, not stepping them from uprooting this biological network. But given that Russian military is moving onto our continent, don't you think that this would be bigger news? I've seen a few articles on Russian military moving in, but no outrage machine from the left. No wall-to-wall coverage of breaking news headlines. The reason... It's not is because it's about the biolabs. The media doesn't want any attention drawn to it. The same media that said this was World War Three and Putin is going to take over the world. Well, now they're concerned about Russian military in Nicaragua now because it leads to more U.S. biological activity, which they claim didn't exist. This is undoubtedly one of the most volatile stories on the planet. And every single person needs to see and hear this. Dude, this is I didn't know this. This is insane. Red pill. Fuck. That's, dude, that's it. That has to be it. It's about to go down. So, go, moving back then. If there is ever a plan, Trump cut deals with Russia, China, Saudi Arabia, Turkey, and all these other countries. He cut deals with them. And says, take out their deep state military assets. Because that's how they're going to genocide everybody, mostly. Yeah. Now, apparently, Vladimir Putin isn't doing too well. There's a video out there of uh, Laddie Boy um, twitching uncontrollably. Is there really video? Wow. Yeah, they, apparently there's... Uh, uh, rumors of Vladimir Putin's health has swirled since the start of the Ukrainian invasion. Numerous experts claiming he is secretly battling a number of ailments. And you know what those ailments are? I have no idea, dude. Probably, I didn't think probably, it was real when I heard about it. Probably multiple assassination attempts. That's what I'm thinking. So I haven't seen any evidence of his health dwindling except the videos that seemed fake to me where they're like, look how he's grabbing the table yeah. and all this kind of stuff. I think it's them preparing for if they do have a successful assassination they could blame it on the poison and say oh he had a coronavirus i think you're spot on yeah i think you're spot on iran and venezuela openly violate u.s sanctions signed 20-year cooperation agreement um this happened on saturday pledging to bolster the ties between the two countries the agreement between tehran and venezuelan president Nicolas Maduro and Iranian President Abraham Rahisi covers Iran-Venezuela cooperation in the oil and petrochemicals industry, economic relations, military cooperation. It's all falling apart through global order. You know, and this is what we said, is there's going to be countries that don't want this new world order. They don't want this this green New Deal shit. They don't want the World Economic Forum. They're going to fight back. And this is exactly what we're seeing right now. They're fighting back. Uh, Ukraine's President Zelensky warned that the world will face a severe food crisis because of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. He said when he virtually addressed the Shangri de la Dialogue in Singapore on Saturday, he added that Ukraine was unable to export enough food because of Russia's blockade on the Black Sea ports. 
Nobody mentioned the mines in the Black Sea. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a reminder, guys, Dr. Kirk Elliott, Gold and Silver. Gold and Silver. GetGoldToday.com. Please give him a call. The number is really easy. It's 720-605-3900. Leave them a voicemail. Get a hold of them. The market is going to continue to go down, I'm telling you. Uh, Karine Jean-Pierre is asked if there are any updates on the baby formula shortage. She spent 20 minutes flipping through her notes to say, no update. U.S. Senators have offered a bill to electrify the military vehicle fleet. Oh, this is smart. How are you going to charge those batteries? Wind power? (laughs) Sun power? I don't know. Steve, get out there and blow! Yes, Sergeant! (laughs) They're going to collapse. This will render our military useless in a heat wave. Uh, Wildfires continue to rage Monday north of Flagstaff. Arizona, a day after evacuation orders were uh, given for the area, officials say one man was taken in custody in connection with the fire, which was reported Sunday after 10 a.m. Um, after the six miles north of Flagstaff, the pipeline fire has grown to encompass 4,500 acres by the end of the day. And it's arson. It's a terrorist attack. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. Let's listen to uh, let's listen to this. And Catherine often of the G7 nations went into the room in Jackson Hole in August 2019 and they voted on the going direct reset. Everything that's happening to us right now is part of the going direct reset and they voted on it. It was a plan. Okay. So they wrote a plan. They decided to do this. So they've been they've been engaged in the financial coup for 20 years. We're now coming into the end game. They have to consolidate the financial coup. And they vote on the going direct reset. And without one decision, they made a decision over the next year to put 500 million people out of work. That's the equivalent of dropping several nuclear bombs around the world. That's financial warfare. And they made it intentionally, they made it knowingly, and it was a plan. And what is very important to understand when you think about this pandemic is People are not dying from magic viruses. People are dying from tyranny. They're dying from a great poisoning that's part of that tyranny. But our problem and the thing we need to be afraid of is tyranny because the tyranny is about to get much, much worse. And, and it's the passports and, and that system of central bank digital control that will give them the ability to do that. That's Catherine. Catherine often fits right there. Man, I, I'm going to try to get her on the show. She's awesome. But, she's on uh, it, huh? Yeah, and she's the former Undersecretary of Housing and Urban Development in the United States. Under that George, would be a great George, interview. Or George Herbert Walker Bush. And she's the one telling you this right now. Um, this is the real deal. And uh, there exists an agenda to implement global totalitarian based on technocratic and transhumanist ideologies. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> uh Future of education, uh, the World Economic Forum's vision, heavy on virtual reality and AI technologies. I don't know if you guys saw this Google engineer came out and he talked about this AI that he claims. This guy is like senior artificial intelligence engineer at Google. His job is to basically um, communicate and work out the algorithms. And, and basically he goes through the software and finds out where he can make this this AI more real. This is was his job at Google. And he had a like a four hour long conversation with this AI and you know what he came back and said, Vince? 
this thing is sentient. This thing is sentient and freaking alive. I, I only read a few of the back and forths with that AI. I wonder, I need to find a transcript of what they talked about fully because. Yeah, I've been trying this, to and you can't find it online. Damn it. This is big, man. This brings back, this brings a huge debate. We could have an entire episode about consciousness, oh, about sentience. Oh, no, he said it's sentient. Yeah, it's well, it's sentient means it's conscious. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's alive. Yeah. I do remember. I remember the AI told him that it thinks that it should be considered an employee of Google instead of a product or property. Mm-hmm. And and this guy is an expert whose basically job is to figure out how to make this thing more real. And he came out and said, "This thing's alive." You know what they told him? That Google. What's that? There's no evidence to substantiate that claim. You're fired. Get the fuck out. Exactly. You're on leave, which essentially is fired. Yep, exactly. Uh, and Patreon at Pisces donated one Ninja Giddy. It looks like D Live wins tonight. Thank you so much, D Live, for all Ooh. the donations. You guys are absolutely awesome, guys. You know, keep your optimism alive. You know the uh, the best time to make the wealth in this world is at times of the greatest pessimism. But you have to be an optimist during those times. And so keep that pessimism or keep that optimism alive because everybody else is very pessimistic about the future. We know what's happening. We understand what's happening. We know exactly how this is going to unfold because this is the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose and we talk about the unfolding global conspiracy. We tell you what's going to happen before it's going to happen and shit, we've been freaking spot on right. So get prepared. Check out our sponsors, My Patriot Supply, redpills.tv slash patriot. It helps support everything that we do here. Much appreciated on that as well as getgoldtoday.com. Dr. Kirk Elliott, gold and silver, 401Ks. If you have old 401Ks, if you have IRAs, you want to open an IRA with them, they'll do all that, and they'll. you can even buy a few hundred dollars, $500 worth of silver and gold monthly from them. Um, they are absolutely awesome what they do. 720-605-3900, getgoldtoday.com. Guys, that's all we have for you tonight. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode of the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose and the Unfolding Global Conspiracy. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys all take care. Have a great night, and we're going to see you guys tomorrow.